Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. Hi everyone, it's Pam and I am sitting here once again with Elisa. Hello. And Heidi. Hello. And on today's episode, this is going to be a fun one, on today's episode we are chatting about getting our little ones ready for kindergarten. Mm -hmm. So this is for our older age group, those three and a half, four year olds who are getting ready for kindergarten. One of the biggest questions we always get when we have little ones of this age is what do I need to know or what do I need to do to get my child ready for kindergarten? And yeah. even just right away, I'm hearing you say, um, for our older our families that have older children, it's really like those who have toddlers because the, these skills take months, years to perfect. Yes, so it's not true. something you start so at you know starting... the end of June to get ready for September. So yeah. it's really like a big process. Mm-hmm. You're so right. So one of the things that we do want to focus on uh, today is. What do they really need to know? Yeah. Do they need to know how we, to spell their name? Yeah. We hear a lot of parents that um, panic almost when it's almost time for their children to get to school mm. because they don't know how to... All of a sudden, they're scrambling around trying to get their child ready to be able to write their name and perfect all the letters of the alphabet and know all of these things. Maybe a little bit of reading. They'll try to get their child ready for when that all those things aren't necessary for your child to be able to start kindergarten that's something that they're going to be learning as they're in kindergarten and beyond and beyond grade one grade two Mm -hmm. um so that's not a prerequisite to being ready to start kindergarten no it doesn't hurt uh but definitely shouldn't be the focus right okay um being able to recognize their name in print Oh, yeah. So they don't need to learn, they don't need necessarily need to be able to write their name, but they need to be able to recognize their name in print so they know where their cubby is, yes. they know where their spot is. Absolutely. And they know, uh, you know, this lunchbox is theirs because it's their name. Um, and what we want to do is make sure that the first letter is the uppercase or the big letter, and then all the other letters are lowercase or small letters because that's how it will be at school. We're not, we don't want to do them all uppercase because they'll learn it uppercase and then when they go to see it at school, it'll be like, this is your name, Max. And you'll be like, that's not my name. Because yeah. <laughs> to them it looks M, very big a, big different. X. Yeah. Yes. So some of the things that we do want to focus on are those self-help skills. Absolutely. Yes. And these are the self-help skills, like Heidi said, these are the self-help skills that we're starting in toddlerhood. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working on them early so yeah. that they are perfected by the time they're ready to start school. So one of those easy ones... Um, Pulling up and down their own pants. Yeah. And being able to... Even just during diaper change. Yes. Yep. Right? You can get it on their legs for them, and then you yeah. can get up to their knees and say... Or they can pull it from their knees to their ankle, and then you can help it up over the puffy diaper. Yes. That kind of thing. Yep. Pulling down, letting them start getting dressed on their own. Those are those, like, that, you know, 14, 15, 16 months. We start with the little things and then kind of build on it from there. Even they have their hands on the front of the pants. You have it on the back to kind of do it together. Yes. Let's do it together. Putting on their own shoes. Yeah, this is one that sometimes you know they take a little a little bit of time to 
put on their own shoes and it takes time to work with them to put on their own shoes. So it's something that some parents will tend to just sit and do it for them. Um, but that's something that you can practice well ahead of time so that by the time they get to kindergarten, they know how to put on their own shoes and they're very, very comfortable putting on their own shoes and coats. No shame in using Velcro. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> well, and most schools won't allow laces really? right. for JK, SK, and, and sometimes into grade one until they can tie their own shoes. Oh. Mm-hmm. While otherwise, you have a classroom of 30 little ones who come with laces laces yeah. that need to be tied and they can't three, do four it. times yeah. a day. Um, it becomes too much. So Velcro for sure is the way to go. But even that, the Velcro, slipping your shoe, your foot in, pulling that tongue up, those are all those mm-hmm. little steps that you really want to start working on. Um, one of the ones that I definitely, uh, thought was really valuable was the zipper. Mm -hmm. I always taught, both Lisa and I ran home childcare as well. So, um, and I always taught my own guys as well as all the other ones that were leaving me around getting ready for school, how to do not only their own zipper, but then help each other zippers. Cause when you have two or three little ones in a classroom of 27 students, um, and somebody can help the Zip other person those, yeah yes you can get a couple of the children to help with some of the other zippers it does make a difference so for us that was one of those ones that fantastic you learned how to zip your zipper you know we've been practicing really hard now you get to practice on on zipping someone else's so mm-hmm. then they were more of a help it's um, a nice exponential effect right yes. yeah <laughs> once you get one or two you're like whoa that went by quickly now Now, this one is my least favorite one, but teaching them how to wipe their own bum when they go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Um, The teachers cannot wipe their bums for them, so that is something that they need to know how to do. And the ECEs, it's not in their job description either, but at some of the schools I've worked in, uh, supplied in years ago, we were having seen a lot of children come who weren't completely using the toilet on their own and we were having to do it and i thought this isn't even part of our job description like so it wasn't a pleasant working environment because some people were very um, not happy about that mm-hmm. like, i left daycare so that i didn't have to do this anymore <laughs> right um the last thing you need while you're teaching you know a small group activity is someone hollering from the bathroom I'm done. Yes, that is. <laughs> so my son is is four now. He just turned four, and he is going to be starting in kindergarten in one month and a half. Yes. Um. Ooh. Really? Yes. I didn't know this. He oh my is, gosh. Oh, I'm so sad. But anyway, that's besides the point. But I still have not worked on fully teaching him how to wipe his own bum because that is just the one oh, that it's such it a grosses me out. Process. They get poop on their hands, which is the next thing. Um, <laughs> teaching them how to wash their hands effectively and standing over them and really maybe even having some pictures so that they can have a visual on what steps to do to wash their hands because a lot of four, five, six, seven, eight-year-olds just put the little bit of soap on their hands and rinse it off. They don't even wash their hands properly. So teaching them why they want to wash their hands well and then teaching them how to do that by, you know, scrubbing in between your hands, making it a routine so that before they start school, at least if you're a parent like me who hates the bum wiping thing, then you know that they're at least washing their hands well after. Mm-hmm. And then drying their hands well after too. 
come those colder winter months. I used yes. to see so many little ones with the chapped hands. Chapped hands, Because they yeah. weren't drying them off properly. Yeah, or washing the soap off properly too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, leaving the soap residue on. Yep. So wiping bum, and that's something that it's going to be in my next few days that I'm going to really, really start doing it. He does know how, but teaching them how to do it properly. Yes. Yeah, and so with that, you say, well, you, you wipe a little bit. When you think you're done, I'll check. Yep. And then, you know, a check could be an extra wipe. A check yes. could be a peak. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then you just sort of phase that out. Yep. And some of them really don't like to do it. And then one little trick we used for our guy was um, my husband said, okay, I will wipe your bum, but you have to wipe my bum next time I poop today. <laughs> and he was like, I will try. <laughs> you know what? My kids would probably love that idea. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> okay, I'll wipe your bum. <laughs> so don't try that with your family. No, I will not. <laughs> but that worked for us. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, now when it comes to the stuff that they're going to have with them, uh, we want to absolutely make sure again, back to that zipper, making sure that they can zip, um, and unzip their school bags. But in there is also the lunch pails. So if you're purchasing your lunch bag ahead of time, not pail, your lunch bag ahead of time, (laughs) you, um, are going to have them practice putting their containers in and out of their lunch bag and, you're also going to give them the containers to practice opening as well. If you haven't bought them yet, take them to the store with you so that you can sample a few different containers and then see how they can do it. Yeah, because there's some of them that are tricky that you have to like line up the the lock, the lock right where you have to they have to be lined up and those ones can be tricky. Mm-hmm. Although they do keep things kind of very secure, they can be tricky to um, do and undo. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So making sure that, like Elisa said, having those containers that they can practice with, um, and even bringing them into the store to practice, because yeah. it does make a difference for sure. The last thing you want is to spend a lot of money on containers that aren't going to work. Because you want lots yes. of containers. Yeah. Yes. You may not wash them that night. No. Yes. So <laughs> the, the next dishwasher morning. may not be ready to start until the morning. So. <laughs> and this seems like a really simple one. What kind of, how big of a deal is this? If you're in a classroom with 32, which is very common yeah. in our city, North Bay, where we're getting large uh, kindergarten classrooms, and half to 75% of these kids can't open their containers, children are waiting for 5-10 minutes before they can even start to eat. And they yeah. only get, I think they only get 20 so short, to 30 minutes. 20 minutes for 20 lunch. 20 minutes to eat yeah. lunch for, in some schools. So yep. that 5 minutes can mm-hmm. be a lot of time for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know the behaviors start to happen, right? Because they're hungry and they're waiting. waiting. They're like, yep. Madame, you, I'm over here. I'm like, well, you didn't have your hand up. And that, and... Includes, that also <laughs> includes like not only the containers, but any... Like um, like the applesauce, make sure that oh, they can yes. pull the film off the mm-hmm. applesauce. Make sure they can take it off of their drinkable yogurt if that's what they have. Like making sure that if you send them with any of the, you know, prepackaged stuff that they can open those packages because otherwise they're waiting. Madame, madame. Mm-hmm. And maybe help. maybe talk to them a little bit ahead of time as well about not being afraid to ask for help if they do need help. Yes. Because some children are very shy and apprehensive to ask for 
something if they need it. So yeah, talking a little like bit a, about that. That's a nice little prompt, right? Like, oh no, when you're when you're in class and you don't know how to help, you don't know how to do this, what what are you going to do? Like role play with them mm-hmm. so that they're then you know, in that spot saying, oh, I, I know how to do this now. I, I remember yeah. mommy telling me about this. Exactly. Especially if you have a child who's a little bit more on the reserved side. And even if you don't, you never know how they're going to be when they start in a new place, in a new environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that alone is a big school readiness yes. skill, asking for what they need, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, this one is more weather dependent, but um, in the spring and then again in the fall, m- putting on their own sunscreen. Yes. So being able to apply their own sunscreen, then you can guarantee that it's being put on or it's being applied every day. So sunscreen in the summer and then, or spring and fall, and then in the winter, snowsuits. So do not take the snowsuit out Monday morning, get them dressed and send them to school. Um, you want to make sure that you are practicing, like the week before that you're practicing, getting their snowsuit on and off, doing the zipper, because now it's padded, right? Oh, so yeah. now the zipper with the padding, like they have to move Good stuff old out of the winter. way. Yeah. Um, making sure they're getting their mitts on, like all of those, I like, can pull their boots on. Those yeah, their boots all... as well. That's something that they should go with you to the store to purchase so that you know that they can put... Mm-hmm. that they're not hard to put on because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. some boots can be a little bit more difficult be. than others and then once you're all in the snowsuit practicing putting that backpack on with all that yes. happiness yes. Oh, putting the goodness. backpack on is a tricky one for little ones as well even without um, the snowsuit mm-hmm. so if you if your little one has already been going to school and has been using their backpack and putting it on by themselves practicing again with the snowsuit on Yes. There's a lot of extra. All those snowsuits, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you have to do it in the right order. Lots of them start, you know, with a jacket, and then they're going to put their boots on. I'm like, well, you need to put your snow pants on first. Mm-hmm. Snow pants is one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that school bag as well, we also want to make sure that, and the lunch bag, we're practicing getting the lunch bag into the school bag and zipping that up as well. Because again, end of the day. And it's a time crunch too. It is. And things tend to fall out. Things tend to get lost in that kind of chaos at the end of the day. So just making sure that they are able to uh, zip, fully zip it up with the lunch bag in it uh, will also be a great help to the teacher, but also to your little one. Mm-hmm. The second part to ensuring that our little ones are ready for kindergarten, ready for that start of school, is going to be that social side of it. Um, There are some things that we absolutely can be working on at home, um, as well as when we go out into environments like Blossom, um, where we can help our little ones learn those skills that they're going to need in a classroom setting, such as taking turns. Yes, that's a tricky one. It is. Um, It can be for some children. Learning how to take a turn, wait for their turn, can be tough for some children. But again, if you start this when they're young, Mm -hmm. and you're not just starting this when they're almost four or four years old, then they have so much more experience under their belt before they start school. So it's something you want to start when they're toddlers, when they're young toddlers even. And you just point it out in everyday routines. You'd be like, Stay in the grocery line. Oh, we have to stay in the line. Yes. Oh, yeah. look, it's our turn. They're all to, done. Yep. And you just comment on it start to put it all together. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how you can use it in your everyday life. And then at Blossom, you do circle times and 
learning activities as well, which... Yeah, we have like, you know, like the magic bag. They have to take turns reaching into the magic bag, waiting for their turn. Um, another great one is just playing simple games. We like to blow bubbles, so I'm yes. going to blow the bubbles. Mom's going to blow the bubbles. Now it's your turn to blow the bubbles. Little brother gets to blow the bubbles. Oh, it's my turn again. I go after little brother, and then you just keep passing that. It's just a simple way to do it. And yes, you think, oh, we're just blowing bubbles, but you're actually working on that turn-taking. Yes, absolutely. And your child might not be completely happy about having to wait their turn, but working on it every day is what is going to give them that experience and get them to understand that they have to and then wait their turn. Them. Yeah. Oh, oh, you notice they're getting like a little antsy and it's still it's supposed to be your turn so you blow the bubbles and then you go as you pass it to them, wow, you really waited for your turn even yeah. though it probably wasn't the best, but like just pointing that out and they're like, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I did it." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So the bubbles is really great for our little guys. And then as they start to get older, you want to play games with them. And um, something like Go Fish, where where you have to wait for your turn. Um, And you also want to make sure that they're not always the winner. That's a very good one for them to be mm-hmm. used to when it's they start tempting. school. Yes. It's tempting to let them win every time, but yes. it's not realistic in our world. Yes, absolutely. Um, another one from there is going to be simple, following simple directions. Yes. Right? So two-step, three-step directions. So you would say things like, um, go get your shoes and put them on and then wait for me on the stair mm-hmm. or some things uh like if you were going you could do for a picnic you'd say take your lunch bag put it in your backpack and then get your shoes on mm-hmm. um those are a little more complicated ones simpler ones for like maybe toddlers would be go get your shoes and bring them here mm-hmm. so go get your shoes is really simple easy bring them to me is the second one so it would be a two-step direction. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and easy, right? Start small as your child gets better and better with them. Start adding them in. Um, but the idea is that when the teacher says, okay, class, everybody go get your lunch pail, that we then put your those. agenda in your backpack and then get your shoes on for recess. Yes. And so they just go right to putting the shoes on for recess, right? Because that's the last thing they heard. And it's like, uh, Sam, your agenda is right here on the table still. (laughs) Molly. (laughs) Which leads us into listening. (laughs) Right? We want to make sure that our little ones um, are capable of Sam. Oh, that's my name. I need to turn around. Right? We do have some selective hearing for sure oh, yes. with our toddlers and preschoolers. But and children in and general. Ch- yes. <laughs> but we do want to make sure that um, we're working on those listening skills and the importance of listening. And you're going to be going into school and your teacher's going to be asking you things. So you're having those conversations about the importance of listening. But you're also working on those little skills as well. And then even extending listening, being able to listen to a short story, like a board yes. book. With a sentence per page, um, maybe just you know, f- doing a quick little um, finger play or something, and, and that starts like when they're one and a half years old, starting to do these things. We don't you know just let them 
be busy, busy, busy. And then when they're four, okay, well, now we're going to start, you know, getting you to sit down and read books with us. You have to work into it. It's, it's just like any other skill, um, just like talking, walking, crawling. These all take time. They take days, months yeah. to perfect. And the, the, the older we get, the harder these skills become and the long, sometimes the longer it takes for them, right? And it all depends on their little personality. Yes, it does. That personality <laughs> definitely comes into play when we're thinking about these things. Yeah, and it's the beginnings of building, you know, that self-regulation so that they can be calm and focused and alert when they need to be. Mm-hmm. The third and final piece, and probably the one that is the hardest, is the emotional side to our little ones starting kindergarten. So um, hard for the parents. Hard for the parents. (laughs) It can be hard on them. There are some children that struggle with it, definitely. But it's typically harder for us than it is on them overall or in general. Um, My little guy, my youngest, started two years ago and he did not adjust well. He didn't love it right from the beginning. He didn't want to leave me. And it was really tough. I Yeah. My daughter cried pretty much. I mean, it wasn't every day, but every day she told me, I don't want to go to school. Mm. I want to stay with you, Mom. That's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For two years. Yeah. Every day. It was pretty rough, but it's how we deal with it as well. If we're confident about them going to school, then they're going to feel that confidence. And yes, they might still say that they don't want to go, but it won't be such... Mm-hmm. an anxiety for them to go if we're maintaining that confidence. Absolutely. Um, I, and this was me because I was able to, um, I didn't send him full day every day. Yeah. I really just took it how they were doing and I did this for all of them, but mm-hmm. I just kind of took it based on how they were doing. Typically I would leave them home like a Wednesday. So they went two days home for a day, gone for two days. Yeah. Um, I think AJ did really well the first week and then was like a hard stop on this for the second mm. week and he was like, nope, not doing it. So we compromised. Because they're exhausted. Um, yeah. We compromised and he went for five mornings. He just did the mornings and I nice. picked him up at lunch. And then he was able the following week, he was like, okay, I'm ready to go all day. This is great. Like he was good with it. But I was able to take that slower kind of entry um, and really allow them to adjust. For me, taking... For me to take a month and allow them to adjust slowly as opposed to pushing them right in and it taking them five months to adjust, um, I'm thankful and grateful that I was able to do that because I know that I understand that it's not as easily done. But if there's a grandparent, if there's an aunt, if there's even a care provider, if you have somebody that even has like a Wednesday afternoon off, even just Mm -hmm. an afternoon off a week, just to give them that extra little break... Because yeah. five days full day, especially if they're not used to being in care five days yeah. all day, mm. um, it can be a pretty tough transition. Yeah, I think I did three days with Eliana up until Christmas of her mm-hmm. first year or even beyond because she just wasn't ready to go five days. Um, one thing that I did say, though, was it just they were school days and not school days. Yes. So she knew that the days that she wasn't going to school, it it wasn't that I said, well, school is on, but you're just not going today, Mm, right? Yes. It was just simply not a school (laughs) day. And I tried to keep it regular. 
so that it was the same days that she was home and the same days that she was going to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be great if those JKs could only go half day. It would be for them. Like SKs it's not for the parents. It's for parents. <laughs> yeah. The, it would be for them. The JKs, SKs. JKs especially. I think SKs, like, Oscar was, like, ready this, this year for full day every day. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't even bat an eye, whereas... JK, yeah. If you're born September to December, you're entering school three years yeah. old. Yeah, especially, yeah. That like, was my little, my little pumpkin. Yeah, <laughs> my girls three. are yeah. September, October. Yeah. Um, I, if I had a boy, like a November, December boy, I, it's something I would consider of not starting them that year. And it's something you are allowed to do. Yes. Yep. You definitely are. Um, you know, those children that are born in January, and if you have a December baby, that child is a full year older than yours. That's a big difference. Well, AJ, AJ's a February baby. Okay. So when he started in September, he was like four and a half. Yeah. And some of these little ones were still only three. And there was a huge, huge difference. Huge. Oh, yes. Like, that's almost a full year in the early years. Like, that, it, there was, you could, there, you could tell the significant difference between an early birthday and a late birthday. Yeah. Well, yeah. you just take uh, a two and a half year old and a three year old. Yeah. So that that. six months, there's a huge difference. And this is something that you're going to hear a lot of conflicting advice about as well. So you're you do what is right for your family. Um, you know, not every child is going to be ready. Some children will mm-hmm. at a younger age. Some children won't. You'll hear a lot about. Oh well, just send them full day every day. They'll, they'll get. They'll, they'll get, get used there. To it and... If you keep them home any days, then they're not gonna be able to adjust well, and that isn't necessarily true. It's not a cookie cutter. Yeah. No, it is exactly a solution for this. And 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 us having that emotional based approach and and holding that so high, I, I do fully agree that they will adjust faster if you take it a little bit slower yeah. mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people were telling me at the time why are you keeping her home this these days mm-hmm. you should just send her you're you're babying her by keeping yeah. her home and all kinds of things but I just ignored everyone's advice around me and I did what I felt was right for my daughter mm-hmm. and I was home so mm-hmm. it was something that I was able to do mm-hmm. and so I did it yeah one maybe little bonus uh, thing to help them get ready is to really uh, limiting extracurricular activities, right? Yes. So we're not in swimming and yes. gymnastics and Karate something else. and skiing. Because oh, they are so tired the first little oh, while. Oh, that, like, I would say, like, the first month to six weeks, yeah. so if not a little bit longer. But, like, even if your child was in childcare full-time, it's a whole different ball game in school and they There's come no home rest period sometimes there is yes. yeah very in, few i all the kindergarten classrooms i worked in um not one of them had a rest okay ours had a flexible rest yeah, so they started the year board. yeah they started <laughs> yes. the year with rest um and then they moved into kind of like yoga nice. um some meditation yeah. that kind of stuff but there's still like that down time yes and yours had like a forced very strict restaurant. One hour. Yeah, it was very like it's 
it's pretty forced and they have to be lying down on their mat or on their blanket blanket they bring, yeah. for I believe it's an hour. They need to be lying down. They, they have to be, be lying down, yeah. Sitting quietly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which was sad. which was for my daughter, it was one Good. of the things that she didn't like mm. about going to school was because she was forced to have now I'm really big on having rest time, but <laughs> books and things I think at age four or five and yeah, I guess some of them time. are almost six or six when they're coming out of SK, right? So yeah. I'm big on quiet time. I don't know how I feel about the forced full Lying must down, lie yeah. down and not even pop your it's head up. It's a tough up. one. It's a yeah. tough one for sure, especially for that long in the middle of the day. Yeah. And some of our guys are done napping at three. So if they haven't even had right. quiet time, yeah, they're now coming into the space of like, what do you mean I have to take a break for an hour in the middle of the afternoon? Um, but, but expecting that they're going to be exhausted is really big. Um, be ready for it. Like for the first couple of weeks, have the frozen crock pot meals that Mm. you can throw in in the morning, have early dinners, early dinners, have like soups and sandwiches and, and oatmeal, like make it easy on yourself. That start of September can be really kind of chaotic, but, um, knowing that they're going to come home exhausted knowing that they're going to need that time to connect at the end of the day right being especially if you have a child that hasn't been in child care um every single day the the end of the day um coming back at the end of the day and needing to connect with their care provider is huge like i even aj's grade just finishing just finished grade one and there are even days when he has a rough day where he says mom can we just go home and have a snuggle on the couch before we do anything Mm -hmm. so coming in at the end of the day not being worried about having to make dinner having to do this we have to rush out take five or ten minutes and just sit with them on the couch and just hang out for five or ten minutes yeah reconnect and then go off and do dinner and this is the same if you've listened to herself, it's the exact same stuff that we say for our preparing for childcare because that time at the end of the day to reconnect is really, really, really important. Um, and then having that dinner ready is going to make a big difference. Like coming gonna, in at the end of the day and having like, ah, dinner's ready tonight. It's going to feel good yeah. for you too to come home and, you know, take five, ten minutes to just you know, wind change down. gears yeah. before mm-hmm. you start... The second shift. Yep. Yes. <laughs> right. So, and they'll, they're going to be exhausted. You might see that exhaustion come out in tantrums and meltdowns yes, that you wouldn't one. have seen, you know, prior to starting kindergarten mm-hmm. because also they were in a very different environment with, you are their safe space. Mm-hmm. So when they come home, that's when they offload all of those feelings and emotions. So it might come out in sibling fighting and arguing yes. which is big a big one with us in my home when i get both of my children they've been apart for the whole day now they have to figure out they're exhausted they have to figure out how to be in the same area again so there is lots of bickering and arguing and fighting at the end of the day or it could come out in behavior such as you know just being defiant or aggressive maybe so that's when just taking that time like Pam said and sitting down doing nothing or just connecting with them for a little bit before you ask them to go and unload their lunch bag or 
you know, go and do the things that you'd like them to do. So our routine is first you have to wash your hands. Yes. <laughs> so you wash <laughs> your hands first. That's the first thing. And then we can have our connection time. Then I get them to unload their lunch bags and do uh, all those things. Pro Snack. tip. Pro tip. <laughs> um, teach and start from the very beginning having your little one empty their own lunch pails. Yeah. <laughs> like junior kindergarten, they can yes. unzip and they can put their containers Absolutely. on the, the sink, sink or yeah. in the sink. And then um, as they get older, then they can open the containers and rinse yes. their containers and then they can put them into the dishwasher. Stepping stones. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm. Otherwise, you are going to be emptying four lunch pails every single day and that's just not fun. Mm-hmm. And then coming back to the, you know, the upset and the t- extra tantrums that you might see and the sibling rivalry and the fighting and the, the bickering, it's the same as us. If we're like really tired and exhausted and we start a new job and I had to figure out this and that and then you, you come home and then you snap at your partner a little bit, we have a hard time managing our emotions and going, oh, I had a really hard day and this is where I'm at and we just like, just keep going. How are we supposed to expect our little ones to be able to manage that? smoothly and seamlessly right for sure and if you have a child who struggles with overstimulation or change yes that classroom is going to be like a full-blown overstimulation like a marathon yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very exhausting for them yeah so so coming home being prepared having that dinner ready having quick snacks available so that snuggle time snacks um, you can have all that done at the end of the day um, is going to make a big difference. Now, bedtime um, bedtime may need to be adjusted in those first couple of weeks, right? Because that 7.30, 8 o'clock bedtime may need to be 7 o'clock in bed. 6.30, even sometimes. 7 o'clock. Jam is on at 6.30 because sometimes they would just, like, crash. Oh, my guys go to bed early. Loading the dishwasher and, you know, they're watching their little show before, you know, it's bedtime. And you come in, they're like, they've fallen asleep and tipped right over on the couch. Yes. It's like, well, so now I'm going to put you in your pajamas. Yes. (laughs) So that means we need an earlier bedtime. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, it, it, that bedtime may need to be brought forward a little bit. We still want for our four-year-olds, we're still looking at a good 12-ish hours of sleep, 12 to 13 hours of sleep, right? So, um... If you're getting up at 6.30 yeah. to get ready and to get to daycare on time if they are going to care before school. <clears throat> yeah. 6.30 bedtime? Like a 12-hour, yeah. I mean, my guys went to bed early, like, for, they still go to bed early, like, or we still go to bed early. So, in JK, 6.30 bedtime absolutely yeah. Yeah. was probably even late for them. <laughs> But it, they needed their 12 hours of sleep overnight, and that was a great way for us to make sure 11 and a half to 12 hours of sleep, they were getting it yeah. with a 6.30 bedtime. Yep. So there's your permission, parents, to put yeah. your children to bed early for better health <laughs> and rest and development. It's not just out Learning. of, uh, you know, be, you being selfish. Yes, <laughs> it's actually right. good. Yeah, <laughs> they need it. Um, and then that last kind of big, really big piece is the adjustment for them when they're in that classroom and they are missing you or they're struggling with that stuff. So um, there's lots of little ones. We did write a blog. Uh, we have that on the website, restfulparenting.com. You can find that there. But um, one of my favorites was the little hearts in the pockets. So you cut out a couple of little hearts and or a heart or two and you put them in their pocket and um, 
you have a heart as well and then every time mm. they feel that heart they're thinking about you and know that I'm thinking about you too and mm-hmm. um little messages and their lunch mm-hmm. pails those are really cute little things like that and then talking to them at the end of the day too about like the times that you thought about them oh it was so funny this happened I thought I was like oh gosh I wish I I couldn't can't wait to tell you at the end of the day right so I think about you too some little guys really struggle with that adjustment so having something of yours that they can go to school with so whether it's a scarf or um Mm -hmm. something of importance that they feel like it's really important that they can put in their pocket Mm -hmm. or something like that to help them um feel a little more secure in where they are and it's okay for you to tell them that you missed them too. Yes. I find some parents are afraid to say, I missed you because they think that it's going to spiral their child missing them. But really, they they really like to hear that you miss them as well. Yeah, so absolutely. when my children say, but I don't want to go there, I'm going to miss you. I always say, I'm going to miss you too. I can't wait to hear about all yeah. of the things that you did. Yeah. I try not to say... But you're going to have so much fun and you're going to do this, that, and the other thing because I don't know if they are going to have fun. I I suspect they will have fun when they're there. (laughs) But I just say I can't wait to hear about all the things that you did when you come home. Because, you know, that's an acceptable emotion to be missing someone. So Mm -hmm. is anger. So is happiness. So is joy. So is, you know, fear. So saying I feel that same way too helps make them feel like oh mm-hmm. this is normal yeah it's absolutely. okay you feel that oh okay well it's okay then if you feel that then it's okay if I feel that as yep. well and we want our children to have their feelings and we're so big on allowing those feelings to happen so if we never have those feelings they don't know that it's okay to have those mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very good Well, that is it for today. We hope that helps as you are getting your little one ready for junior kindergarten. Join us over in our Facebook group, All Things Sleep and Parenting. Um, Join our community and you can ask your questions there. We'd love to help. Be sure to check out the blog on the website as well. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.